Let's Get Two presents Go, Go Astros! Go, Go Astros! A focus on H-Town Hardball. And welcome to Go, Go Astros. We are here. Brian's here. Andy Tom Cheston is here. We have a special guest, Jake Kaplan, the staff writer, beat writer, I guess, of the Houston Astros for Either the Athletic. One. Either way. I was going to make a joke about one of only two Astros writers who haven't blocked me, but I didn't do that. So um, uh, how's everybody doing this morning? I think you've used that joke before. So you'll find Jake that I kind of use a lot of the same jokes before. (laughs) Um, Those of you who watch the show know this is the Jake who who told me on, on via text to stay off Twitter. It was better for my mental health. I haven't listened to your advice, but I imagine you're right. Um, Everybody good gentlemen. Good long weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah, to be off Passover. Work. Yeah. Did you have a good Passover, Jake? Yeah, it was great. We I managed uh, to vote Passover and Easter as well. That's my family. Yeah, that's right. So you're in. Yeah, there you go. Um, Seder, Seder, my synagogue Saturday night and then uh, mass on Sunday. So I'm good. I got to go to Ramadan thing this week and then I'm covered all my days. <laughs> yeah. <let's> say, yeah. <laughs> um. So guys, yeah, let's talk a little bit about, um, and we'll go with with Jake first because you have the less passionate take on it all. Um, five and four, I ha- I'm taking the opinion that if you had, if they had a five and four road trip in the middle of July, I would not be stressed. So I'm not stressed. Um, but as a sort of neutral ad- ad- observer without any emotion to it, I mean, anything that you see that was a huge red flag that you think is going to be a red flag in June or July or August? No, I don't think so. Um... If you take the big picture view, I'm not sure we even really learned that much about the team in these nine games. Uh, I think there's certain things that maybe you feel better about or worse about than you did come out of spring training. Um, you know, maybe you're more confident that Justin Verlander's back or, or more confident that Pedro Baez is, is not coming back. <laughs> um, stuff like that. But I don't think you've learned a ton. Um you know, Dusty, you, you, Dusty's still going to have some dusty lineups. Um, yeah, but I think ultimately it was, it's been nine baseball games and the stats are very small sample. Um, you know, it could have been six and three, could have been four and five. It's, you know, I think you would probably still be stressed in the middle of the season though, to be fair. I, th- I think, especially because they lost one game to Arizona. I think that really got to you. Yeah, although remember last year they got railed by Arizona. Andy, you're famous for the mantra that we live by on this show, which is I don't even check standings till after Memorial Day. Uh, So where are you in all this? It just doesn't matter. And I do understand that games played in April count just as much as games played in September. Ask Yankee fans after getting trounced by by, uh, Baltimore yesterday. So, yeah. Yeah, this season's going to be weird for the first couple of months anyway because of the truncated spring training, uh, because the Astros have $30 million to spend that they chose not to spend. I mean, they've I doled out a little bit to a guy on the DL now. Um, go Presley. Uh, there's just there, – there's it's way early to Jake's point. Um, and you've got – you played two teams that were highly motivated – to make a good showing against the Astros as the 
accepted uh, division winners, I guess. Uh, so the Angels didn't do well against us. Seattle did do well against us. Seattle was not all that great before they played us, so you don't really know what they have either. They've got a bunch of young talent. I think that's going to be up and down. With the Astros, it's just we're not hitting yet, but nobody's really hitting, so I don't know how much of a panic button you play on that. And, again, it's nine games. Um, we haven't been home. That's a long road trip when you count the three weeks of spring training that was, an, was ahead of that. These guys haven't been back in Houston since – sometime in March. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a good point, Brian. Yeah. I mean, I saw plenty of Twitter overreaction yesterday uh, that this is the worst start ever is step back for a second. They have a winning record. They have a winning record on this sort of difficult, uh, you know, uh, road, road trip at the beginning of the season. Um, and to Andy's point, right. I'm sure they were a little less focused in Seattle because they're just like, you know, as we all are at the end of trips, right? If I can just get through today, I can get back home. Um, and, you know, they have not literally been in their houses since, was it March 6th was the day the lockout ended, right? And they probably, most of them uh, left then. So, you know, all that in context, I think Jake's point is right. We still don't know a lot about this team. It takes a long time to figure some stuff out. I'm confident they're not this bad as an offensive team, but, you know, could there be some regression, particularly among their veteran players? Possibly so. Are young players going to step up? Well, the center fielders have so far. Um, Kyle Tucker has, if you look at his expected stats, and apparently uh, every story April with him, Kyle yeah. Tucker's, yeah, apparently every April in Kyle Tucker's career is going to be hits the ball real hard right into people's gloves, and then, you know, but if that's paired with a May through September like last year, I'm fine with that. I actually want to ask a non sort of specific baseball question for Jake. And it's something that I've kind of asked every GM, every, every play-by-play guy we've had on our, on our sort of parent show, let's get to just as a, as a guy who clearly like loves his job and stuff, are you just excited for it to be a little bit more normal to actually get to do a clubhouse interview to actually be able to, instead of everything being stuck to, to zoom. Yeah, no, it's already been a huge difference. It, it has felt back to normal. I mean, the only real difference is wearing masks when we're in the clubhouse. Everything else is like it used to be starting with spring training, really. So it has been a lot more enjoyable than the Zoom stuff that we were doing the last two seasons. Last season, there was like a hybrid, like we could do interviews on the field during BP before games, but you kind of had to like schedule it ahead of time. And it was not always easy to like make get ample time, whereas in the clubhouse, you can get more time with with players. So uh, it's already been been great, and yeah, I mean, it, it feels feels normal again, um, which is obviously welcomed. Are you still being held to that ten foot circle of doom that the interviewers were doing on TV part of last year? No, we never really had that uh, as writers, at least. I mean, I I never witnessed it. I think that was more like the TV optics. Sure. You know, they probably just want to make sure <laughs> yeah. they don't they don't get canceled or whatever. But um, yeah, it was in the in, you know, when we were doing interviews, like even especially come playoff time last year, it was, you know, every, there was big scrums around players on the field before games. And then, um, you know, after games, they're in a press conference room. So you do have a buffer there. But yeah, I mean, before before games last year it was kind of scrums as, as usual just with masks on sometimes yeah, I, I guess I can imagine I'd want Tom Verducci that close to me anyway so that was probably positive for a lot of the players hey that's a Penn State grad you're talking about <laughs> uh-oh 
Now all of a sudden, Tom Brady fighting. grew up in the town I live in. So, did he? Yes, he did. In Richmond, Jersey. I actually quite like uh, Tom Ferducci compared to some other folks, but this isn't what I don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> or you a know, Tom Ferducci stand show. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean. I don't know. I, I, I sort of want to like, I feel bad for John Heyman's mother a lot because she's like, they're picking on my boy. That, ha- that has to be the thing. Um, you know, Andy's funny uh, guys, Andy and on, on our other show, um, that's more, more major league focus. We had the debate about Kershaw getting pulled perfect game, everything else. Uh, Verlander was rolling. Um, do you feel like he's back? Uh, Jake, I mean, you guys, you're around these guys. Like what is the confidence level that the team has in, in Verlander and how much of it do they see that as a boost going forward? I mean, really since they've signed him, it, it, you know, I think the outside perspective was like, Oh, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. He's 39, both fair, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've really viewed it as like, this is like a limited guy. You know, I, I think they're definitely going to monitor stuff and, you know, he's already had extra rest before his two starts, but like, you know, it's Justin Verlander, right? He's not, he doesn't really play by the normal aging curve or normal rules in terms of, you know, how, how a pitcher coming off Tommy Jones surgery is supposed to be, um, you know, he's not throwing hundred right now. He's not throwing 97 even, but I mean, his fastball is really good again. And, you know, when he's, when he's locating his slider and his curveball, like he has been, I mean, he's, he's going to be a one or a two uh, depending on the day. It feels like. Yeah, Brian, it, it, to me, it felt like maybe as actually as good as we've ever seen him in the, with the Astros yesterday. Yeah, I looked into some numbers and compared, you know, like his, uh, you know, his fastball is moving and shaped in the same way, almost exactly the same way it was in 2019. Um, less drop than the average major league pitcher. He's able to get it up in the top of the strike zone. And then not quite as sharp on his slider and his curveball, but, you know, um, things that are really close. He's looking, you know, both looks to us visually, and then as we use the Statcast data to drill down a little bit more, he's pretty close to the picture we saw in 2019, and that picture won the Cy Young Award. I don't think he's going to, you know, throw enough innings this year uh, to win the Cy Young Award. I suspect at some point he will just take a, an IL stint or two just for maintenance and go into the shop for a lube job. But, um, you know, other than that, you know. I'm too tired for the word oil lube job. Or an oil change, maybe I should have said. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say I'm, I, I did a lot. Of, I did a lot of mental gymnastics there to not say something completely inappropriate. Also, Brian, and I'm, I say this with all love, nerd. I mean, but I love that. That's why. That's why you're here, and I love it. Uh, but Andy, I mean, what did you think watching him? Uh, he looked vintage Verlander to me. I mean, the velocity's not quite there yet, but he's still throwing 95 pretty consistently. For him and for anybody coming off Tommy John, the control would be the concern, not necessarily velocity. I think velocity is still probably some of it. Yeah, I'm 39, but some of it is also we had three weeks of spring training. I'm still ramping up to get to where I need to be to pitch full effectiveness. But control is what you always worry about with after the Tommy John surgery. Can you place the ball where you want to place it? And so far, he's done exactly that. And I think that's just some luck, some luck of the draw with genetics for him, but also just the incredible amount of work that he puts into his craft. Um, I don't think that he was sat around for the last two years doing nothing and living with Kate and raising their daughter, although he got some time to do that. Um, I think it really super was a lot of, 
I'm going to work. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to prove anybody wrong that says that I'm not going to do this. And I think one of the interesting things about him is that he's really competitive against himself versus competitive against other guys. So I think he holds himself to a really high standard and you see the work paying off early this year. In many ways, I'm like the Justin Verlander of minor league baseball shows. That's that's I, I so I see a lot in him. Uh, you know, we're, we're simpatico. Um, okay, Jake, I'm going to ask you guys, all, all of you ought to play doctor for a second. It does. Is this the same knee on Presley that was it a line drive? He took off his knee a couple years ago. Is it the same problem? Yeah. It's just recurring. Um, it's a good question. I, I think he's had issues on both knees throughout his career. So I'm, I'm trying to think back to which one was that one. Uh, I remember that was an Andrelton Simmons line drive right after the all-star break. Um, yeah, I, I mean, also uh, getting your knee drained and having like a short IL stint is not what the concern of what it was. You know, he had had to have surgery two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. How many years ago was that? 2019. Time, time's a flat circle, man. I don't even know anymore. So honestly, like it doesn't sound like this is going to be a long IL stint or a huge concern like long term. Um, I think still the the bigger thing to watch is when he comes back, what does he look like? What does the stuff look like? Um, you know, I think the automatic assumption when something like that, this happens is, Oh, that's why his velocity is down. But until we see it, we don't really know. And I think uh, when he comes back, that's going to be what, what people are watching for. It did look like um, in the, in the second game against Arizona, he almost was afraid to throw the fastball, right? Like it seemed like he was just throwing breaking stuff. Um, is that what you guys saw too, Andy and Brian? Yeah, the biggest difference in the uh, third appearance of the year versus the first two, um, you know, he's had more limited swing and miss than we're used to this year in part because of the diminished velocity, but his control, he, uh, you know, his control was off. And in the first two starts, he was still putting the ball in the first two appearances, he was still putting the ball in the corner. And, you know, even though he wasn't striking a ton of guys out, they weren't able to do much. They were hitting soft contact rounders. Um, that he wasn't able to keep in the strike zone against the Diamondbacks was his real undoing that day. Andrew? I just had a question for Jake, since, Jake, you're much closer to the team day-to-day than any of us are, certainly. What is the inability for the Astros medical staff to come up with any term besides discomfort <laughs> to describe every injury that happens? Because I will tell you, as an Astros fan, when I hear discomfort, it literally could be anything from they're going to miss tomorrow uh, to they're out for the rest of the season. They're dead. Yeah, the the word means zero. It means nothing. I at one season, I think it was 2019, I had like a notes document in my iPhone, like every example of discomfort for the season, and like see what the outcome was. I gave up after like a month because it was just like you you forget about it. But yeah, it's literally could be like one day or one hour to the whole season. It it doesn't mean anything. I don't know why they chose that word. I feel like they have mixed in soreness a little bit more the last couple of years. Um, they the source. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I think that, Maybe. That's, that's, well, I would give them for Christmas, so. <laughs> that does feed into the why Astros fans tend to overreact because we're told every injury is discomfort. That's how it starts out, and we don't know what's going to happen for maybe two weeks. Uh, yeah, and it's so not I like they I was, I was enthused like they that they didn't say Presley. With... I was enthused that they didn't say Presley was out with discomfort. Yeah, I mean, it's also like they could say discomfort and then explain what's going on. Um, and they don't really do that generally either. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's it's definitely frustrating when you don't, 
get great info on on injuries. Um, I don't think that's only the Astros where that happens, but they definitely could do a better job uh, sometimes of explaining what's going on because, you know, it's sometimes a simple answer takes way longer than needs to. I I assume that information comes from the same team that Jim Crane uses for his personal PR. So it's fine. Right. Jake, Jake, there was more information on uh, the specifics of Presley's injury. Is that, you think they're moving in that direction or is that just, it was the new guy, it was Andrew Ball who they'd hired this off season and he hasn't gone through enough orientation yet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wasn't in Seattle with the team where Ball was their executive on the road trip. Um, maybe, maybe it's a step in the right direction that there was more information in this case that uh, he was getting his knee drained and going back to Houston. Um, but, you know, I, well, I think it remains to be like, let's see, let's see it over the course of a year. Um, you know, it's, I, I coming into spring training, I didn't realize McCullers was as behind as he was, you know, based on the information. So, I mean, that was, that was one thing. And then we still don't really have a great feel for Jake Myers. I mean, I understand that they can't, they probably, it's probably part of it that's unknowable, you know, when he's coming back, but, um, it feels like it's just like been six months of non-updates. Like, yeah, he's going to be able to do this before he does this and maybe he'll be able to do this before he does that but when is he coming back like that's what people want to know i uh to me to me like i i, I almost get it if you're a football front office right because injuries actually have a can take a role in how you strategize against whoever you're playing in baseball it just seems like you're being coy to be coy and sometimes i think dusty sort of enjoys uh having you guys take your chase your tails for a while yeah, I mean, I don't think it's even a dusty thing. I think it's more of like a front office thing. And like, you know, they have their protocols and their ways to describe things. Like they still describe the COVID IL as health and safety protocols, which is like not the actual designation. Like there is a COVID IL. That's where the player is going when he's out with with whatever. Um, you know, I guess in this case, it wasn't COVID, but in, in Jordan Alvarez's case, but like, they, they, in the press releases announcing it, it's like, he's out due to health and safety protocols. It's like, no, he's out. He's on the COVID IL. Just say it. Like, we're not, we know what this means by now, three years, two years in. Yeah. I sort of was hoping um, we were done with that. I was going to ask a sarcastic question about, Hey, what is your favorite um, dusty Baker, Hank Aaron story, but I know you got to bounce a little early. So um, just overall, like, is this the Jeremy? Cause you were one of the articles that kept me and Brian's intervention about not freaking out about Jeremy Pena, just being sort of handed the job. Uh, is this what you were expecting to see? And do you think he keeps it up and makes like a rookie of the year push? You know, he's going to go through his slump offensively where fans freak out, maybe multiple of them, but I think he seems super comfortable for a 24 year old who hasn't played much above high a, um, you know, he, his defense is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you'll see him steal some bases as the season goes on. He hasn't done that yet, but he's hitting the ball really hard right now. Um, you know, I think it's probably been close to best case scenario for the first eight games for him in his career, you know, but it's a long season. He's like I said, there's going to be ups and downs. I think over the course of the year, he will be like a two win player or so. And, and that'll be plenty good enough for the Astros to justify giving him the, the shortstop job. All right, Jake, let's say we know you have to get back to work. The Astros are back home. Thanks for jumping on. We'd love to have you back on in a couple of weeks just to come in and talk how the team's doing. 
Yeah, sounds good. Sorry, I have to jump out early here. All right. Just want to thank Jake Kaplan again for joining us uh, on Go Go Astros. And in the never-ending quest to take over the show from Jim, whether he knows it or not, he's a little tired and loopy, so I'm taking advantage today. <laughs> I'm going to do some rapid-fire questions uh, for both Jim and Brian. Uh, we'll, we'll do. We'll go through the ten questions. We'll alternate. Uh, Jim can go first on the first one, and we'll go down the list. Uh, this is first first impulse kind of answers though. So getting started, Jim, go-to ballpark food. I'm a hot dog guy, even though I somehow managed to not have a hot dog at any of the games I've been to this year. I'm a hot dog guy. Hot dogs are seasonal? <laughs> I guess. Brian. Peanuts. And, you know, one of the great things about peanuts is ballpark is you can tell them and they sit under you and uh, no one makes you clean it up. It's like being at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Brian, Marvel or DC? Um, I'm not. I don't have a preference, but my kid is very much into Marvel, so I'll vote that way. Jim is getting up because he's lost the story. Jim, Marvel or DC? Oh, it's the Big Blue, Big Blue Boy Scout. That's right, the Big Blue Boy Big Scout. Blue. Uh, DC all the way. Jim, strangest thing you've seen at a ballpark? Oh, strangest thing I've seen at a ballpark um, we were at a game in San Antonio a few years ago and they had to stop the game because there was a rattlesnake in the outfield and Brian, the players were freaking out as you can imagine. Brian, I can't, top that. I can't top that, but I did go to the Altuve birthday game at uh, Yankee stadium last year. And Hey, that was a very different version of a happy birthday than usually here and B uh, Altuve, Altuve was all present with a three run home run to take the lead. So. Uh, Brian, first time baseball broke your heart. 1986 play, 1986 NLCS. Same. Yeah, same. I don't even have to go into it. Same. Horrible memories for all three of us, all after <laughs> yeah. a certain age. Uh, Jim, favorite team brand in baseball? Oh, you know, it's funny. Besides I'm gonna the Astros. Right. I'm going to steal your answer from when we did this on Joys of Mudville. I think the hooks, man. I think um, – their faux back look is just bottom line the best. And I think that their variant brands all, they can be silly, but they still seem classy and well put together and well thought out. So I'll say the Corpus Christi hooks. All right, Brian, same question. Uh, Detroit Tigers. The uh, old English D is a classic. And also we use an old English P for my college baseball team and a modeled uniform off that, which I always liked. And plus Magnum PI. Yeah. Uh, Brian, dogs or cats? Yeah, neither. I'm not a pet person, but I guess between the two dogs. What's the war on a dog? <laughs> Never mind. Jim. Dogs. Dogs. Specifically? German Shepherds. I mean, our film festival is, we, we wanted it to the hashtag to be ARF, and we came up with the name based on ARF. So there you go. I know you yeah. already picked a theme for next year, but I think going forward, one of them should be in the kennel or some version of that. You know what? I might just steal that for year 12. I haven't come up with one yet. Uh, Jim, Star Wars or Jaws? Um, you know, uh, those of you who watch the show know me. No, I earn a living. Remember I called you a nerd earlier, Brian? <laughs> I've had visual aids. Well, it takes one to know one, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, Jaws for sure. Brian? Star Wars. 
Brian, Kevin Costner as a cowboy or as a ball player? Can I pretend love of the game never happened? If so, I'll go with Costner. You can play whatever mental gymnastics you need to play. Um, okay. It's funny because in I'm going to say cowboy because I think um, open range is one of the, one of the best five Westerns of the last 40 years. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say cowboy. Did you just say open range or did you mean Yellowstone? No, I mean open range. If you haven't seen open range, him and Duvall written and directed by Costner. Oh, never mind. I'm confusing it with that new Josh Brolin thing on Amazon. Oh, the, that's the, you mean the Yellowstone ripoff that he's trying to do? Yeah. With a big hole. That's, uh, that's There's outer a big range. Science well. fiction hole. Yeah. Where he's oh, a uh, spoiler alert. Sorry. No, I uh, check that out. Actually, if it's science fiction, I didn't realize that. It is. Uh, Brian, favorite spot to sit in a new ballpark? Uh, about halfway up first, halfway up stands first base side. Jim, same question. Yeah, I kind of like to sit high um, just so I can kind of take in all the views in the ballpark and also outside it. Um, you know, I was thinking about the Tri-City Dust Devils and the way the mountains sit, you get a great sunrise going down over the down behind the mountains. It's just it's pretty awesome. All right. And last but not least, Jim, go to baseball movie. Summer catch. Just kidding. Um, probably fever pitch. <laughs> fever pitch. Now I'm a field of dreams guy. I'm an old man. I've got grandkids. Uh, it, it is definitely past major league for me. Um, so field of dreams. And Brian, same question. The movie in my marriage is Bull Durham. There you go. That explains your uh, your Kevin Costner answer. All right, and so Jim doesn't pout. I'm going to relinquish control of the end of the show back to him because he'll he'll make pouty faces for the last 30 <laughs> seconds. Well, um, that does wrap up this episode of Go Go Astros. We're going to be back next week uh, to break down, you know, another week of Astros baseball. I think we've got what six games between now and when we when we meet again. So until then, go Strohs. Go Strohs. Actual baseball will actually be being played in Minute Maid Park. Go Strohs.